Okay, Mark mentioned at the beginning about the um, net of balloons, like at a party, to be released over us. And I felt God remind me of, it was quite a few years ago now, but when the church, we, as, as a church, we all went outside and we released balloons into the sky. And it, I think we wrote on them what our hopes were, our dreams, our prayers, whatever it was that we wanted to give to God at that time. Um, and I felt like God was reminding, he wants to remind us of that and say that these balloons, you know, they didn't just float off into a void. God had them. He's had them all, the, all this time. Um, and the ones that God wants to release back to us with our names on, you know, they're not empty. Um, he's had those things all this time and he doesn't, hasn't forgotten them and he can turn them into joy. That's what he wants everyone to know. Okay. Um, I was just thinking about why we lift our hands in worship. And there are many reasons why we do that. But the one that God reminded me of this morning was that it's a declaration of freedom. Because when we lift our hands, we show that there's no chains, that we are free. And I think some of us might be reluctant to lift our hands because we are we forget the things that God has set us free from. And he wants to remind you this morning of those things that he set you free from. He set you free from sin. He set you free perhaps physically in health and in body. He set you free in terms of, of relationships. Maybe there's been breakthroughs that you thank God for. And I think sometimes we're reluctant to raise our hands, but God wants to encourage us to raise our hands in worship and as a declaration of the freedom he's brought in our lives. I don't need that, do I? Right. <laughs> right, take your seats a moment. <sighs> Ooh, that was a flurry. Right. Um, let's hear... We, I think we'll see where we come to in worship, but let's hear um, some of the testimonies that God did over the weekend. And the particular heading title is about what, what did God set you free from? So I have... Gwyn, James, Ratnaraja and Richard. If you, if you come here, and let's just hear, and then if the other people have things that they think, actually I want to share what God sent me free, free from over that leaders weekend, let's just share some of the things. Stand up, Hans is going to... Um, over the weekend, God, I, I was asking God about something, he told me to drop it completely, it was something from my past. And later on, Julia felt she should pray for me. I think she thought I was going to kill her, but I wasn't going to do that. And after that, John had a picture for me of being in a cage, within a cage, but no roof, no, nothing on the top of the cage. And in that, for me personally, it was like what God set me free to be me in a way I'd never been free to be before. Um, Lottie brought that, that poem on the Leaders Weekend and it really spoke to me, the whole aspect of fear and fear having its time. And I've got a lot of deep-rooted anxiety, stuff that I didn't even realise was there until a few years ago. And it's, it's so deep that I just put it down to personality. And at that point when she brought that poem, it really put its finger, God really put his finger on those anxieties and those fears. And I just felt God saying, they're gone, they're taken away. And 
I couldn't really imagine what that was going to be like. And I was thinking to myself, well, I'm in this, this nice, safe situation. Of course I'm thinking it's gone. And I went back to work, and there were key points where I realized, oh, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling something that I would normally feel. And it's, it's just amazing. And like part of me, because it's such a big thing, it thinks, well, maybe it will come back. But I know that God has actually done something in me, something Amen. amazing. Yeah. Let's go. But that's one of the things that was a theme of the weekend that came from that poem that Lottie shared but about seeing a breakthrough in fear. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm expecting that God will continue to multiply for us. That if there's people here that are struggling with fear, God wants to set you free from that. And particularly if fear has become your operating system. And when it becomes your operating system, it's your basis of doing everything. It underlies the way that you think, the way that you walk, the routes you take the way that you respond to people. And actually, God wants to touch that very operating system and, and remove that from an operating system of fear to an operating system of love. And that's about God completely setting you free. Um, yeah, at the weekend, John brought a word about doing things in your own strength. And I think my base code is to do that. My base code is to take it into my own hands and try and figure out how to process it and how to deal with it. But I think at the weekend, it was a reminder, and I'm believing that it's going to be a permanent thing, that God is changing my base code to be one that relies fully on him, rather than doing things in my own strength and getting the stresses and the strains that come as a result of that. So I'm believing going forward that that is going to be a fundamental change in me. And I believe that that's for everyone as well, for those that feel that they do stuff in their own strength and that becomes their default, that God is asking you to do the difficult thing because it's easy to do it in your own strength, but the difficult thing is to throw it back to him. And, yeah, I'm just thanking God for that. I've been fearful for a long time, and I've recently, well, for quite a long time, I felt like there's been a lot of opposition and it's not stopped me doing things. I've been doing the things that I felt God has given me to do. But I've been hearing the voice of the accuser and particularly in terms of my own family. So it's particularly come in the form of you're really not a very good mum. And I've in my head been able to recognise it's the voice of the enemy, but I've not lived in that and um, there was a prophetic word um, over me which I responded to and this week I felt I can't tell you how different I felt so it's not uh, there's been a situation where I would have responded in fear and would have said it's because of me and it's my fault but I said to Grant yesterday is it wrong that I don't feel blamed? Is it wrong that I don't feel ashamed or guilty? And obviously he said, no, it's not. And it's freedom. It's God's freedom. And I'm just so grateful to God. Uh, Jamie had a, a, a thing that he did where there was a sort of an art gallery where there were two pictures... And uh, an example, it's the one that Hans quoted earlier on, the picture of a very ill woman reaching out to touch. And remember, she said, if I can. And then on the other side, there was the picture afterwards, which was the woman healed and the words, you can. 
And he encouraged us to actually think about what our, if you like, before and after pictures were. And my thing that I've had for many years is a very strong sense of judgment on people. You know, um, I think things seem to be all right for me most of the time, so I assume, why aren't they all right for everybody else? <laughs> and, uh, but what it was was the, the picture before was like a big picture of an eye with a massive splinter in it. I think it's the only way to describe it is if you imagine those old ships of war if a cannonball had hit the wood and so splinters as long as your leg were flying around. It's a massive splinter. And it was in my eye, and I did not know it was there. And it was like somebody was saying, James was saying, that I didn't even know it was there, so I couldn't take it out. So I came to a place where Jesus took it out. And so I can see without judgment for the first time, and it's very, very, very nice. <laughs> Well, Penny comes. You know, God was just bringing that to me as well. You know, that thing of your operating system. If it's your operating system, you can't even see it. Yeah? Had you turned up back in that place, Nazareth, wherever, before Jesus started to bring truth and started to teach the Beatitudes, and somebody asked you who were the righteous and the holy ones, you'll point to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those kind of individuals. But those were the very one, ones who had a big splinter in their eye. The thing Andy talking about. They were the hallmarks of righteousness. But even they had to confront that thing, that the truth that was coming to them, in order not to look down on others, but to see themselves as also those who could come into this grace of God. All right? So I want to encourage you. Don't feel, yeah, that's good for all these people. I'm glad that they're getting breakthroughs. But look into yourself. Ask God, what is inside of me that is even causing my gaze of you to be in any way distract, distorted so that I could get more of you and come into this fullness that everybody's talking about? So those who know me um, will know that my so home situation is quite difficult and challenging for me. And I came to the Leaders Weekend away with that real sense of um, overwhelming frustration um, that this situation was not changing. I was praying for breakthrough and nothing was happening. And um, what, there was a word at the Leaders' Weekend which was uh, for people who were feeling frustrated with God. And I realized that actually I was not only sort of frustrated with God, but I was very angry with him and blaming him and you know, saying, why hadn't you done this for me? And I had to confess that before God and people prayed for me. And over the weekend, God started to bring a revelation that actually, you know, my heart is for my home to be a place that would welcome people, particularly people who are vulnerable or, you know, in difficult situations. And why couldn't I do that for my family? You know, why did it have to be that I was pushing them away? And I returned home and my attitude to my family has completely changed. And I just starting to feel the joy of having them there that I hadn't experienced for a very long time. And, and I'm just really looking and thinking, wow, this is it's amazing what God can do. And the other thing that I realized was that, you know, I have to trust God for these other things. You know, there was a, another picture that was very clear about, you know, God um, having 
a miraculous way of intervening and, and dealing with things that I couldn't possibly have predicted or understood. And I'm trusting God for that. And I'm just getting on with life and enjoying what I have got. Hi. Um, right. At the weekend, it was amazing. First time ever. So, um, but I was being condemned by the devil all the time. Everybody come and I give a testimony. I feel condemnation of my past. And I couldn't handle it no more. I, I just, I needed to speak up. And when they give you uh, the opportunity to, to set free, if anybody want to be uh, free, a step forward. So I went to, I stepped forward. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I had that in my heart that I needed to speak up. So I went to the microphone, I just released it all out, you know, uh, um, of my past and, and declared, you know, in front of everyone so the devil could, could not use it anymore and could not condemn me anymore. So I was free. And then later on, Neil came to me and says, God said to you, uh, to you that to stop playing the, the past back. You're done. It's finished. It's forgiven. But yeah, I want to thank God for that, for setting me totally free. Thank you. Um, I believe, bless God, <laughs> uh, the things we hear in it, songs like, okay, victories from last weekend, all right, but I believe even in this meeting, even right now, even as I'm talking, there are things that are stirred inside of your heart, yeah, and we use scriptural references of thousands of years ago, but we were willing to believe and continue to believe that God of yesterday is the God today, and the God of last week is the God of this very hour, yeah? So I want to encourage some of you who also are experiencing a sense of a release even right now. Don't wait a week to see if it's permanent, as some of the guy says. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, declare that he is Lord, and he will be Lord over your circumstances, yeah? It's a faith walk. It doesn't need time. You don't need 20 years to say, yes, it was really real 20 years ago, all right? If you confess now, in the midst of this circumstance, I believe God will give you the victory. And you will be able to walk in that faith with people who could stand with you. All right? So I want to encourage some of you who are feeling stirred to take an act of faith and stand on those things that God has, is stirring right now inside of your heart. You said everything I was going to say, Hans. <laughs> That's what I said to Nathan. I thought, I thought the thing I was going to stand and say is it's for the do it again thing. That do it again principle of testimony is right for us in this place this morning. So you've heard of various different things, various different breakthroughs for people. And it's time for us to claim them. Going back to the balloon picture I had earlier, I still think some of you have got your balloon, but you're sort of quite comfortable with it under your arm. Because it's a place of security and you're happy with the way things sort of are. Pop your balloons. God's about making difference. And I think in this time, in this season, he's about... He's a God of transformation. Mm. Yeah, the balloons are not there to be looked at. They're there to be popped. Because as you pop them, it's the next stage for you. Mm. So for those that are in fear, pop the balloon. Anxiety, pop the balloon. Illness, pop the balloon. Hearing the voice of the accuser, Pop the balloon. There's a new freedom and a new joy. That joy word is a wonderful word, isn't it? 
What does joy make you think of when you hear the word joy? Anybody? Laughter? Freedom? See, when I go back and I look at it, and for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. I'm thinking that joy thing must be much more than I know it to be real to me right now. For the joy that was set before him. Jesus knew what it was to experience joy. Mm. Yeah? Mm. What would joy look like just splashed all over this place? A free people. A people not living under condemnation because of what God has done for them, what Jesus has done for them. There's a joy. And it's not all about the giggles and the laughs, but it's just that knowing in your know that you are a new creation. You're set apart. You're free. Mm. What does real freedom look like? As Penny said, it's holding your hands up with no chains on. Mm. I just, I sense some word of knowledge, all right? So word of knowledge is something that I feel is, is not that I have an understanding of, but I believe God is prompting me on in terms of things that are relevant for individuals here. So, the individuals who, or any individual who felt probably by now they would have left, but they feel a new release. So probably it was time to go, but there's a sense of you could stay longer, either by the person who you were committed to go meet or whatever. Something released you to be here. And that is a cry of your heart. That was a, that was a desire to be here a bit longer, to bask in this, and God just made that available. And even that is God giving you the victory. It's going ahead of you. Other individ- some other individuals thinking, you know what, but my life is still a bit, there's some things that I know I need to give up. I feel unworthy. I'm living in sin. So I hear all of this, but I will go home and have those difficult conversations, and then I could step into this thing that these people are speaking about. But God is saying to you, you don't have to go home and make a pack. You don't have to go home and have, make that phone call, have those conversations. Right now, if you respond, he's willing to meet you right now and provide the wisdom, the grace to walk out of the circumstances that you believe are surrounding you and are making you illegitimate to receive this great salvation. All right? So those are two words that I have, but I want to encourage us going to leave some awkward silence if it has to be awkward. But if you believe God is stirring something inside of you, I promise you, you will find inside this room probably 200 people willing to rally, to shout, to agree with you, and to believe that the thing that God is bringing you into will be your everlasting possession. All right? So we're going to leave some space. Please come forward, take the mic, step out in some boldness. And let's hear the goodness. Cause my spirit to be glad as I hear what God is doing in your life. Good morning. For me to stand here this morning is a big step. This, when I came here, just as we were singing, God gave me a message for Sally. Sally, yeah? And then I said, no. And then she came up and she was talking about her family. The message that God gave me was to pray with her regarding her son as, let me be a prayer partner for him. I said, hmm, why now? And then she came up. I said, oh, 
That's a confirmation. But I need to seek your permission so that I can pray with your son so that he can achieve the potential that God has placed in him. That's what most of us need. The young people in the church need people to come alongside them and mentor them. There was an appeal before. I sat down and I said, who? Well, God has given me one. I would not say no to that. I'll do it because he asked me to. Two things have conquered today. The boldness to speak. I used to speak before. Well, it is a different environment. But God has helped me to conquer that today. Thank God. Thank God. It was quite strategic today that um, Hans brought that psalm. Psalm 34. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant so you will never be ashamed. The trouble is, recently I have really been quite anxious. I mean, God gave me that verse quite a long time ago. And it was very strategic in really helping me not to be afraid and, and having peace. But recently I've got quite anxious about things. And, um, and you know, when you're anxious, the joy of the Lord is diminished because, you know, you're, you're anxious and you're not trusting one. I'm not trusting him. So therefore, you know, the joy in the Lord can diminish. And so what I want to say to you today that when I heard that verse again, what does it say? I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. So really what I want to do is I sought the Lord. I sought you, Lord, so that I can get my joy back, so I cannot be afraid or be anxious about whatever it is I'm anxious about. Bless God. Bless God. I mentioned last week that a few a few a few years ago I felt I was in I was locked in the prison because my speech was so bad and God released me, 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 and and I believe that it isn't it, it, it isn't just me, it, it's other people to 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 to, to be re, 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 released in their fears. Thank yes. you. Um, I'm believing that God has set me free, as James was talking about, from trying to do things in my own strength. It's been an ongoing battle, and I'm believing that it's to do that no longer will I be trying to keep control and doing things in my own strength. Um, This week, I've had a lot of problems at work with people giving me trouble, being horrible to me, and I didn't want to go back, so... um, He's helped me this week go back and manage my anger because I wanted to get angry with a lot of people and say a lot of bad things. <laughs> but um, he's helped me with my mum as well. I haven't seen my mum in a long time, but I got to see her and my sister this week. And he's helped me with my addiction as well and my anger problems as well this week. And I've always been scared to get up in front of you lot, but 
I'm doing it now, so... And I know he was talking to me today about this job thing. I can't remember who was talking about it, but um, I might want a new job, so I don't know if I have to wait out for five months like whoever it was that was up here. I'm not going to get angry. I'm just going to accept it. come up to say really because I've been sitting over there thinking shall I say this shall I say that shall I say this shall I say this shall I say this and but my heart's going like this and if any of you are feeling like that you need to get up here all right um for the last four or five years I can't remember how long I've just been on the edge just been slightly on the outside so I remember it clear sound just being you know everybody else is filled with the Holy Spirit all this joy and I'm standing there completely numb people praying for me, people praying for me, and I just sort of said, and in the end they stopped praying, they, I, they very kindly said, shall I stop praying, and I said yes, and it was like I just couldn't, just couldn't break through, so at the weekend I'm thinking, um, okay, maybe God will break through, and I got to the Sunday morning, and um, I thought, it's not happened again, but you know, hey-ho, I can, I can carry on, I know God loves me, I think, and so forth. And then Mark had a word, got me to come out. He'd got a lot of pain. I've had a procedure done on my arm that was hurting, but he prayed for me and prayed for healing, physically healing. But the healing that's happened is in my heart. And so now I'm not jumping for joy, as you can see, and I'm not like that, but... I feel something's changed inside, that that healing was complete inside. I was reminded that God loved me. He's always been with me. All those times when I've been awake at night wondering what, why, he's been there. He confirmed that. So I want to thank God. So if your heart's going, get up here. Let's... Um... Let's zero in on that thing that God's speaking to us this morning about the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now that might not mean a lot to you, but I can think of some hard times it got me through, so let me say that again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I could strive to be happy and end up missing my purpose, but the feeling of God's love lets me know I'm not worthless. Happiness ain't guaranteed, it doesn't have to be, but I found joy in knowing that God has a plan for me. And I'm free because his son took to the stand for me. I'm part of his family. I can't understand it, but I believe that it's true. You paved the way, there's nothing I needed to do. Died for my sins and rose again. Breathe life into me. I won't pretend that I've got it all worked out. But I know that your love isn't about rules and regulations. It's relationship. I love you, God. I know you love me first. You're the king of kings, my father. You'll never leave me. You gave your son just to free me. So thank you, God. Thank you, God. These words aren't enough, but thank you, God. What more am I supposed to do than boast in you? I'll boast in you. Thank you, God. 
Um, I come from a much less... Hmm. One or two people may raise their hands in the kind of church that I've been brought up in, um, but that would be on like a kind of Billy Graham-style epic scale. So for me, these um, gifts of the Spirit are all new to me, and I, I love it, and I've, asked, I've been asking for more, and um, I love it. Um, on Friday, when we arrived at the Leaders' Weekend, I didn't have any expectation. I hadn't actually even prayed. Hadn't even prayed. I thought, I'll just go and, like, oh, I've just been busy right up to the wire, and then I'll go. And the second we got into the main room, I suddenly got so excited. I was so excited. I knew something was going to happen. And I just kind of, I just felt like a tiny wee girl. I just felt like, I want to see you, Dad. I want to see my dad. And it was really bizarre. And I kept kind of, you know, like people were coming up to the front and then people would be like, mm, yes. Mm. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, this is really weird. And I'd heard some people in youth tell me about how they'd seen people at Soul Survivor, like get the giggles and like just can't stop laughing. And I was like, is that what's happening to me? That's really weird. Um, anyway, I didn't really kind of let it go. And then Mark got up at the end and said, um, towards the end and said, let's just really ask God to show us the joy of, of him. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Let's just ask him. I was like, I'm going to go for it. And I just laughed my head off like a complete maniac for, I mean, it wasn't an enormous length of time, but it was long enough for me to start feeling really weird. Um, but I was very, very pleased. I was very happy. I felt like it was just a little gift. It was a little present. Nothing more than that, you know, no... Yeah, no massive revelation other than, I love you, I want to make you happy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now let's take a moment to respond to what God's saying. There's a theme of the joy of the Lord that God wants to minister to us, that he wants us to walk in his joy. And there's a breakthrough of fear and anxiety that God wants to do. That where fear has been an operating system, where fear is what you know, it's the way you live, that's not God's design. And he wants to call you to freedom from that now. So if you want to respond to either of those two things, just stand and we're going to pray for you. If you're standing near these people, then um, it'd be good for you to reach out your hands. And when we lay hands on people, it's one of the things that the Bible tells us to do. Um, but if you've got a lot of people laying hands on you, a hand is actually quite heavy. So um, be conscious that you're not resting your hand on them. Your hand isn't going to sleep. Lord, we thank you for our brothers and sisters, Father. Lord, and we're here to, to obey you and to see what you want to do, Father. And Lord, we ask for a breakthrough, Father. We ask for a breakthrough for these people. Lord, that you would release fears in them, Father. Lord, that you would release them and enable them to walk in a new way, Father. Things that have held them back, things that have held them for as long as they remember, Lord, I pray that you will bring breakthrough, Father. Lord, that you will bring freedom, Father. 
Lord, that you will break the chains of fear, that you will break the chains of anxiety, Father, and you would speak faith to them, Father. Lord, you would speak release to them, Father. Lord, and you would have dominion in their lives, Father. Father God, I thank you that even in the scripture we see, oh God, you said, oh God, even though we make our bed in the depths of Sheol, you shall be there. Father God, there is nothing that separates us from your love, your power, your grace. Father God, and as these individuals stand as an act of their faith to declare, oh Lord God, that they feel surrounded and boxed in, Father God, I ask that you allow rivers of life to flow out of this valley of Baca. Father God, you cause, oh Lord God, the reality of those things that David spoke about in the scriptures, oh God, to become real to them in this time and in this day. God caused them to find, oh God, the pathway that you are illuminating in front of them. Cause them with confidence, oh Lord God, to make you their salvation. Cause your staff, oh God, that you said will protect us to be their protector. Father, give them words in every moment. Father God, surround them like a blanket of love, oh Lord God. As they take decisions, oh God, cause them not to become anxious. As they face circumstances that they have seen in their life time and time again, cause them to see your grace in this moment. That you were always there. Father God, and as they transcend realities, as our brother that shared with, with us, God, as he chose not to use anger, but to use another operating system, he is able now, oh God, to do something he believed he could not have done and to come and to stand and to declare your goodness that you met him in his time of need and what was his natural response, what he might have believed was his DNA, God, that I respond to these circumstances like this. He is able, God, to say, do it again. Do it again for the other things, O Lord God. So, O God, we lift up before you together. We stand in agreement, O Lord God. And we ask of you in this day, let every addiction to every behavior pattern or substance, let every thought that normally crowd us, let every, O God, thing that before now seem impossible to break, I ask you, Lord God, to release your grace and make it accessible so that we can now stand on your truth. Stand on your truth and find joy. Bless your name.